0: This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, everybody? I'm Matt, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. Uh, By this point, you have heard me talk about video games, cartoons, superhero movies, Puppets, animals, and New York governors from a hundred years ago that no one's ever heard of. So perhaps it should come as little surprise that I'm prepared today to use another tool from my tool belt of knowledge. Of course, I am talking about musical theater. Taken in retrospective, musical theater is bizarre. I I mean, think about that. If you like animals, animals are all over the place. They're all around you. If you like history, that is literally everything that's ever happened. If you like politics, every place on earth pretty much has a government with laws, right? Or a society. Uh, Even the usual suspects on this podcast, video games, TV shows, and movies, are affordable and easily accessible ways to entertain yourself. But Broadway shows, musical theater, I can't think of a topic that better exemplifies the word inaccessible. There's few scenarios in which you'd even see one in any given day. Of course, maybe your school or your local community theater is putting on a version of their musical and you can go see that. That should give you knowledge of the show, its story, its music. So I I would count that. Heck, for most of what I'm about to talk about, i have going off of things like that, you know? But to see an actual professional production of a musical theater takes some serious dedication. Not to mention some serious cash. You either have to live in or around New York City or be prepared to constantly visit New York City. And then you have to fork over anywhere from 50 to 500 bucks per ticket, depending on the show. If you don't live in or around New York, you also have to add a buttload of cash for travel expenses anytime you want to catch a Broadway show. Despite my discontent with the very elite nature of the theater, my heart does go out to those actors, actresses, dancers, stagehands, and directors who've been out of work now for over half a year. Broadway's been shut down since March 2020 due to the ongoing situation, of course, and it shows little to no sign of coming back in the near future, which, unfortunately, it does make sense if you think about it. Broadway theaters are some of the most non-essential locations ever. Only a pocket of well-to-do folks can regularly stop by and give them money. Very few people even want to travel to the city right now anyway, let alone to one specific city just to spend money sitting shoulder-to-shoulder in a packed theater with no windows for upwards of four hours. I mean, thinking about it, it's really no surprise that this is probably going to be one of the latest or the last places to open back up, which again is a shame to all the people who are working in that industry. My heart really goes out to you guys. In fact, this episode is dedicated to you guys, all you theater folks or people interested in becoming theater people out there in the world. My heart goes out to you guys. It's quite weird to think that the musical tradition is even older than film, believe it or not. I mean, obviously, you know, acting is older than film, but Musicals are older than film, too. Uh, the first musical premiered in 1866, while the first movie, and really it, it's barely a movie, it's just two seconds long, premiered in 1888, 20 years later. And people have been acting on stage without music for well over 2,000 years. I and mean, we think of the ancient Greeks, right? What would that um, I want to say Thespius, right, was his name, or Thespis? Um, because that's where we get the term Thespian from today, was that old ancient Greek figure. I think his name is Thespis. Yes, okay. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm going (laughs) off on a tangent now. But point is, it's very old. Theater has had a lot of time to amass a huge amount of followers in 2,000 years. And myself included. From 2016 to 2018 especially, I kind of went through a big musical theater phase. Now, part of that was because my volunteer work at my church theater group, where I was always surrounded by excited and knowledgeable theater fans, but I'll admit, I got into it in my own right. I really like acting. <laughs> Go catch our D&D episode for more proof on that. And I, even though show tunes aren't my favorite kind of music, I do quite enjoy the genre. It's got to be somewhere up there. It's not my favorite, though. Since 2018, I've, I've been steadily decreasing my real interest and excitement for musical theater. But once theater reopens, I'm, I'm positive I'll make a trip to the Big Apple every once in a while when a show catches my interest. But what shows have caught my interest? That's what we're going to talk about today. Can you believe my Minecraft mob countdown in early August was the last top ten list I did for Geeks Crossing? Well, today, I'm going to be taking you on a whirlwind Broadway tour. And with the aforementioned overpriced nature of Broadway, this whirlwind tour would usually cost somewhere around two to $5,000 in total, so you'll thank me for giving you this experience for free. I'm going to go through the top ten best musicals ever to grace the stage. My main focus is going to be on the stories and the music, but I'll take other things like scenery and staging into account when necessary. But let's be honest here. Plot and music is how we usually get into it. If you've never seen a certain Broadway show, you can go listen up the soundtrack. And that's, that's really a big part of how a lot of people access musical theater stuff, right? It's just looking it up on Spotify or iTunes or something. Um, so the music's got to be pretty good usually for me, with some exceptions, and you'll see what I mean by that. So we've got a lot of shows to get through, and I doubt you want to listen to me Babylon, any longer. Why don't we start with some honorable mentions? I have a lot, because I just, I went a little overboard. This probably could have been like a top 20 list, but then I would have been here for like two hours. <laughs> so, start us off. And the honorable mentions, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. In seventh grade, this I did stage crew for this show at my middle school, and it was my first ever theater experience. So, you know, maybe you can call me biased a little bit. But I am also a huge Peanuts fan, so the fact that there's a Peanuts musical is awesome. I love it. It's not groundbreaking. It's not incredible. The plot is simple. The music is simple. I Off the top of my head, I can really only remember, like, one or two songs, and they're not really that catchy. The closing song's nice. Happiness... Very very nice little ending song there. You know, humor, simple Peanuts humor, and that's what I like about it. Peanuts charm. It's 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 really feels like the Peanuts. You absolutely get helped out by that. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Come From Away. It's actually still on Broadway. Hopefully it will still be on there when Broadway reopens. Oh, I probably should go over the plots too. You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Simple plot. You know, goes through the usual Peanuts stuff. Schroeder plays the piano. Charlie Brown wants to be a good pitcher. Right. Come From Away. Is about a town in Canada that intercepts planes that have to that are forced to land after the 9 11 attacks. Oh man, just such a beautiful musical! Really awesome, really touching, emotional. Some pretty nice music, not amazing, but pretty good. I'm gonna shout out Avenue Q, that's an honorable mention. Pretty much a Sesame Street parody. It's about this college graduate who has nowhere to go, so he goes to this dumpy little rundown area called Avenue Q, and it's just a bunch of. Sesame Street knockoffs. It's very funny, very creative concept. It's it's a hilarious musical, and the music has so many iconic, hilarious musical numbers. The internet is for porn. <laughs> I'll admit, not <laughs> great, but not a good message, but but a fun musical number. Everyone's a little bit racist. Uh oh, so my, my girlfriend lives in Canada. So many good songs. The show is very cynical. I'm not usually a very cynical guy. So that's kind of where it loses some points with me. Uh, Something Rotten. Very, very creative concept. It's pretty much about this music uh, playwright who lives at the time of Shakespeare. So he wants to compete with Shakespeare and he can't because Shakespeare is like this super big celebrity. Very creative concept. Laugh out loud hilarious with a solid story. Honestly, might be the funniest honorable mention. Music is hit or miss for me. It falls apart in the last half hour, if you ask me. I think the ending kind of comes out of absolutely nowhere. It's a very lazy attempt to tie everything together. Great show. I'm sorry, we're almost to the animal mentions. Waitress. It's pretty much about a waitress trying to get through her life, right? Uh, just a normal diner. You'd be hard-pressed to find a musical that feels more real. Uh, from the characters, the plots, the stories, all feels very real. Pretty funny show. There's some very decent musical numbers in this one. There are some shows that I just don't like any of the music, so keep that in mind. Fortunately for us, Waitress isn't one of them. has some really great ones. Never Getting Rid of Me, What baking Can Do... Oh, uh, what's that one that the other girls sing? Darn it. Uh, take it from an old man is nice. When he sees me, that's what it is. Yeah, like, fun, funny and charming songs. Oh, and of course the famous song, uh, Gone But Used To Be Mine. Used To Be Mine, I think it's just called. She Used To Be Mine, maybe. Sometimes it feels more like a soap opera than a musical. So, you know, fault that, if you will, which I probably would a little bit. But terrific show, you know. Adam's Family Musical. Great musical numbers. The characters act just like Adam's Family characters. So if you like the Adam's Family, you're going to love this. It's just, I don't know. It's a lot, it's, you know, it's very surface level. But it's just the Adam's Family. It doesn't have to be amazing. They're just charming little characters. Like the Peanuts, right? And it's a much better use of these classic characters than their recent animated film, I can assure you. Alright, we're at the tail end of these things now. Assassins. A very dark show. And for the American history lover like me, you know I'd love something like this. It's actually about all of the assassins and attempted assassins of U.S. presidents in history. But it's very, very loosely styled. It's weird. Like, people like John Wilkes Booth and John Hinckley Jr. will sing about why they did what they did, and then they'll just become minor characters for the, just hanging around with nothing to do for the rest of the show. It's cool. It's cool. And especially the, uh, the ending song about the JFK assassination. Really cool. But it's weird. And the weirdness isn't always good, in my opinion, in, in this show. And then finally, we tie it with Big Fish and Tuck Everlasting, probably the closest to making on the list for me. And I tie them because they are both surprisingly emotional, catchy music numbers, and extremely underrated. I feel like nobody cares about these two shows, which is a shame. Big Fish can be a little plain at times. The music can be, you know, whatever. Uh, there's some good numbers, especially the, the last number. Man, that's going to hit you right in the heart. Father-son story that's so enriching. Everlasting explores some really interesting ideas about immortality in a mortal world, which you wouldn't expect, but falls short to a very simplistic characterization. I think the, the evil villain literally has a song where he sings how uh, he, he wants to rule the world, even though he never mentions that. that like, that's the most generic villain thing ever, right? I mean, <laughs> whatever. Two hidden gems, if you ask me. A lot of charm, wit, and personality. Wow, okay. We got through all those honorable mentions. So with those out of the way, let's get to the top 10. Number 10 the spongebob squarepants musical okay that's a weird one and that's that's thought is very very divided on this show i know a lot of people hate it as a matter of fact i recorded the the spongebob discussion that i had with eric and nick i mentioned this musical and and nick said yeah he wasn't really a big fan eric was like a little confused by it at times because it kind of it's weird if you're a theater fan and it's weird if you're a spongebob fan because it's kind of like trying to appeal to both, but then you don't understand the other half of it, right? I originally had this tied with the Addams Family musical as an honorable mention, but in my opinion, the show blows it out of the water with its soundtrack. Perhaps not surprising since so much of it is made by famous musicians, including David Bowie, Sarah Bareilles, the Plain White Tees, the Flaming Lips, They Might Be Giants, etc. Uh, honestly, just looking at this, this is one of the solid soundtracks for me. Because you're, we're going to talk about musicals on this list that I like, but I don't like all of the soundtrack, or I don't like most or some of the soundtrack. I think I like every single song on here, except maybe Chopped to the Top is kind of mediocre, <laughs> and, and Bikini Bottom Boogie, but all the other ones are bangers. Some of my favorites, Bikini Bottom Day, No Control, Just a Simple Sponge, Tomorrow Is, I'm Not a Loser and even the show's own rendition of Best Day Ever. It's a great plot. Pretty much Spongebob has to save Bikini Bottom from a volcano. Very cool, very cute. Patchy the Pirate shows up. If you know Spongebob, you know Patchy the Pirate. I I definitely, if you're a Spongebob fan, recommend you listen to the soundtrack of this one because it's just got so much there packed in for the Spongebob fans in the audience. In Nick's opinion, not enough, but quite a lot in there for the Spongebob fans among us. Great set, great costumes. I think it actually won the award for best costume design, but I'm not 100% sure. Just really great. Uh, Not amazing, but it's a great show, okay, Uh, uh, in my opinion. So that's my number 10. Number nine, we have Hamilton. That's another controversial pick, right? (laughs) From what you're hearing now and maybe what you believe now, this is probably worthy of number one or number two. But I have it at number nine, and I'm going to explain why in a very controversial way. So like you guys, like a lot of you guys, I saw this musical for the first time on Disney Plus because back when Broadway existed, Hamilton was infamously selling tickets for like 300 bucks a pop. And that was just, I I can't drop that on a musical, all right? (laughs) So I wasn't planning on ever seeing it. Every now and then I would try to listen to the music and I just couldn't get through it, which we'll be, uh, we'll get to in a minute why. (laughs) But finally, it was on Disney+, Plus. my family watched it, and I was like, dang, I don't think I'm going to like this. And I left it, and I was like, nope, I loved it. That was amazing, okay? And here's why. The plot is spectacular. I love history, and I especially love American history. And everything that this show does with American history is incredible. Washington, Hamilton, some questionable decisions, like making Jefferson and Madison sort of villains. But if you watch the actual musical, it, they're really not 100% villains. They just kind of act like that sometimes, <laughs> which makes sense because they're opposed to Hamilton and their musicals about him. So I guess that makes sense if it's from Hamilton's point of view. Anyway, historical understandings aside, great characters, great acting for the most part, um, although I'm not judging the show is based on acting because, you know, people swap roles, right? Somebody might step down from the role. Somebody new might come. So I don't judge acting when I'm going through this list. But amazing plot. Really amazing. I just hate the soundtrack. And I know. I know. I know. That's such a controversial thing to say. I just think the music is so subpar. Because I'm sorry, but hip-hop and rap is not my style. If you like that stuff, you will love this. If you like American history and you like hip-hop and rap music you're going to love this show. It it, it will be your number one, probably. But I just don't like the music. And I sat there and I tried. All the times I tried to listen to the soundtrack, I couldn't because I was so turned off by the songs. There's a few okay ones. You'll Be Back is like the closest to a Broadway show song. And it's catchy and I like that one. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, uh, Story of Tonight is what I'll say is probably another good one. But I don't really like, you know, Room Where It Happens, not a fan... The opening song, I'm just not a fan. There's just so much that I just don't like. Lyrically, they're great. The the lyrics are also really good. I gotta give you props to that. I don't like the music or the melodies or the songs, but the lyrics, I remember literally catching little references like, oh, oh yeah, you're referencing that. Like, that's so cool. That's clever. So that's cool. But, yeah, pretty good, actually great plot. But, although, where was John Adams? Why didn't you, why didn't, why wasn't John Adams in this? Doesn't make any much sense. Oh, well, anyway great 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 story really mediocre soundtrack and that balances out to be a number nine for me uh so where do we go from here another modern musical because you'll notice a trend spongebob and hamilton have both come out within the last five years and that's gonna continue for our number eight choice dear evan hansen that's controversial sort of (laughs) i'm gonna say that for everything but no i promise we're ending the controversy sort of soon the reason why I say this is controversial is because I think generally the consensus is that Hamilton's better than Dear Evan Hansen, but see, I actually like a lot more of the music in Dear Evan Hansen. I don't like the music in Hamilton. I already said it's not my cup of tea. Dear Evan Hansen's a lot more just a normal sort of Broadway soundtrack. Oh, I didn't describe the plot of Hamilton. It, it, the founding of America. All right. <laughs> just imagine that. Dear Evan Hansen follows a teenager with social anxiety, um, and he, this kid uh, kills himself And due to a miscommunication, the the kid who killed himself's family thinks that Evan Hansen was his friend. And he gets wrapped up in this whole thing where he's like uh, talking. I think he founds like a a You Are Not Alone website where people can go for support. And he gets really big. And even though it's all built on a lie, it's just a really crazy, suspenseful, interesting story. It's a unique plot as well. The music is great. Again, let me think um, of some good songs from this show. But well, you are not alone. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, you are not alone is nice. Some tearjerker songs at the end, like "Words Words Fail" and "So Big So Small." Only us is really not a beautiful song. Sincerely, me is the classic song, right? For forever waving through a window. Such an iconic soundtrack, right? And it when at the time I saw it on a personal note back in high school. Sometimes I was, you know, I was always in my own head. I kind of dealt with social anxiety sometimes. So it was really satisfying watching that. Like, somebody else going through that. Like, a character that actually, you know, whatever. But that, so on a personal note, it stood out to me as well. And a very satisfying ending. I'm not going to spoil it, okay? I wouldn't do that. But there was something that's going to happen at the ending. And two characters were approaching. And I was like, oh, man, they better not. Because with everything that just happened in the story, it wouldn't make sense if they did that thing. But it would be so easy if they did that thing. And then they didn't do that thing. And I was like, yes, they didn't. And I'm being very purposely vague, even though I'm sounding like Varric right now. Do the thing. But, you know, somewhat of another soap opera musical like Waitress, but I feel like it weighs it a little better. Maybe that's just me being biased because I personally really enjoyed the plot to this show. Apparently they're making a movie out of it now, so go figure. I guess we'll all have to wait for that to come out. All right, we're going to end our streak for now of two 21st century musicals that you've all heard of and dive into some that you probably haven't heard of starting with number seven, Sweeney Todd, which will also mark the start of the Sondheim supremacy. Four of my top ten favorite musicals were created by the legendary musical theater pioneer Stephen Sondheim. A horror musical is very rare and unique, and that's what this is about. Pretty much this barber gets banished or exiled from England on faulty charges by a corrupt judge, and he comes back under with a disguise, and what he ends up doing is he starts killing people uh, he's all hardened now, of course, with the uh, end result to kill the judge. He wants to kill the judge and get revenge. But he starts killing people and selling them in his roommate's pie shop. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> and again, it's it's rare and unique for there to be an actual horror musical. And there's something about this show's dark, twisted characters and dark, twisted world that make it unsurprising that it had to be Tim Burton who brought it to the big screen. <laughs> it feels a little bit nihilistic and cynical similar to avenue q which i personally really don't like movies and musicals that do that that are kind of just like oh the world's you know life sucks then you die like i don't like you know i personally because i don't agree with that philosophy but anyway things that tell me that i'm genuinely not predisposed to there's literally a whole song where he sings about how we all deserve to die you know strikes me as a little bit too edgy a little too on the nose a little too nihilistic But it's still a terrific show with a creepy story and dark-hearted characters and a killer soundtrack, pun intended. Some of the best songs, Not While I'm Around, which is a sweet-slash-creepy little song. No Place Like London, another kind of nice song you'll notice though both of those songs kind of delve into storylines so characters will start talking in the middle of them which i don't love in soundtracks but you know if they if songs are supposed to advance the plot in musicals i guess it makes sense for characters to be talking during them right all right well that's it for sweeney todd then number six we find yet another sondheim musical like i said hashtag sondheim supremacy for this list into the woods the first of two musicals that I've ever been in, the other one was actually Tuck Everlasting. I played the narrator in Into the Woods, who was a very fun role because he's actually a character. <laughs> I don't want to spoil that, but he's not, whatever. He's In the movie, he's not, but in the musical, he's an actual character. But I find the show so incredibly interesting. You may have seen it, um, again, it was a movie. Disney made it with, like, a bunch of famous people in it. I think the celebrity just gets deregulated to a voice, which is a bummer, because he's a great character. <laughs> Because I was him, of course. But it combines the old stories of Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, Cinderella, Rapunzel, and more into one enchanted forest where the show plays with our notions of these characters and stories. Cinderella tries on the glass slipper. Jack sells his cow for magic beans. All that stuff still happens. But then the show just mercilessly pulls the rug out from under you in the second act. And everything falls apart. And all the happy ever after story endings that you were expecting come crashing down in a crazy chaotic second act it's such a cool juxtaposition a trio of touching and thought-provoking musical numbers at the end of the second act are enough to put the music in the top tier for me that's no more no one is alone and children will listen some real really uh heart i guess heartbreaking tear jerking songs at the end admittedly into the woods is not as strong as two of sondheim's other shows in my opinion that beat it But I still, you know, and a lot of that is because of the first act. You know, it's interesting, but it consists mostly of characters just running around occasionally bumping into each other and singing slightly annoying songs like Agony. You're going to listen to the soundtrack of Into the Woods. There's a lot of songs you could skip. All right, that's my advice, at least. But it's a great show, a unique concept, and great music, especially those last three songs, man. Awesome. Last Midnight is another good song off the top of my head. Yeah, just the last, like, four or five songs are just carrying the rest of the soundtrack all right number five we have company now we're in the top five and these musicals have traded places in my rankings quite a bit company used to be number two or three for me it has been pushed back upon my further reflection and analysis although to be fair the whole list has been moved around for that reason company is a very fun musical it's far too real sometimes it follows the adventures of one bobby and the other characters are just five sets of married couples that are all his friends and he kind of just wants to he has to be confronted with oh do i settle down like do i get married what do i do i'm in my 30s now i think it's like his 30th or 35th birthday or something it has some really strong musical numbers sorry grateful side by side by side and the showstopper finale, Being Alive, during which Bobby really confronts the reality of being alone and wanting to be loved. Man, it <laughs> really hits it a little too deep sometimes. The show has so much soul-searching packed into it. It's very loosely structured from a story perspective. Uh, again, like I said with Assassins and My Honorable Mention, I'm not really a big fan of when you do that. When it's just like, ah, oh, here's a scene, then Black then the scene starts up again and it's a totally different scene like you know that kind of stuff it's okay but it's a little chaotic and i prefer i think i guess more linear musicals If that makes sense so the show jumps from somewhat random scene to somewhat random scene they're all sort of connected but you know again i've never had the pleasure of actually seeing this one although i would love to do when broadway you know exists again Company can reopen at some all right we're gonna take a pause on sondheim for a minute because number four we get back to the 21st century actually this is the last musical from the 21st century on here you ready number four my choice is groundhog day again this is probably one of the most controversial spots in this list i know hamilton me not liking the music was controversial spongebob even making the list was controversial but this got it this has to take the cake right i mean who even knew that this show existed? <laughs> Groundhog Day, the unforgettable movie in which Bill Murray stars as a cocky news reporter doomed to repeat the same Groundhog Day over and over again indefinitely, was made into a Broadway musical in 2017. And I genuinely think a lot of people forget that. <laughs> or, or choose to forget it or just never paid attention to it at all. I never paid attention to it. And then I saw it in the last month or so. Or I listened to the soundtrack. Actually, I know exactly what happened. I was in one of those little souvenir shops in New York. And I walked in, and they were playing one of the songs from this. And I was like, oh, this is a catchy song. So then on the car ride back uh, home, I, you know, plugged in my phone, my earbuds. I was just listening to the soundtrack, and I fell in love with it. A strong soundtrack can really make a musical sometimes, man. This is just evidence of that. Because it was a great soundtrack. And then I wanted to see the show. I got tickets. I saw it. And it was great. I loved it. Um, it really made an impact on me. I, um, great movie, but I actually only saw the movie because I liked the musical so much, believe it or not. And I loved what this musical did to that source material. It loaded it with deep, moving, incredibly catchy songs about living every day to the fullest, even if it's the same day forever. And the consistent overarching moral of don't be a tool. You know, that's a good moral. I think everyone can get something from don't be a tool. Uh, And when I say catchy songs, I really mean catchy songs. In my opinion, every song on here is a banger, to some degree. Which I really can't say about Into the Woods or Company. That's why it beats those two, because this whole soundtrack is tremendous, in my opinion. You know, great, again, delves into nihilism sometimes, and I'm not about that nihilism life. Personally, you, you philosophy majors out there maybe disagree with me, but that's just not my cup of tea. So when he's singing about how like there's you never give up hope for all the different ways you can end your life, it's dark and a little cruel. But anyway, great musical. Tremendous. Best musical of the 21st century, in my opinion. Now we're getting to the heavyweights. I struggled immensely with the ordering of the top three contenders on this list. And it shows. All three of these are incredible, incredible musicals in their own right. And we start off with... Phantom of the Opera at number three. Iconic is perhaps the best and only word to use when describing the Phantom of the Opera. It's been a cultural icon since the 1980s when it premiered on Broadway, and it's arguably the most iconic musical in existence. You know, uh, it follows the story of a phantom. He's a a deformed man who has to wear a mask to hide from the the people in, in 1800s France. And he lives in this opera house and he falls in love with one of the, not even one of the stars. He falls in love with like one of the random backup girls in the opera. And it's just this fantastic, beautiful, dazzling experience to watch. Grand sets of opera houses, ballrooms and masquerade parties. A complicated story of fear, love and death. And one of the most musically musical soundtracks of all time. Backed up by its characteristic booming organ stinger. The one negative I will say about this musical, it is incredibly daunting and complicated. If you don't hear every word the characters are singing, because by the way, this is a sing-through musical, which means the characters pretty much never stop to talk normally, from what I remember. Or you get lost during one of the in-universe opera performances. It's very easy to get bored or get lost and have trouble following. However, you'll inevitably snap into attention after another character dies, or when the phantom appears with a cloud of smoke and, of course, an organ stinger. And that's not even mentioned in the show's rich soundtrack, including songs such as That's All I Ask of You, Masquerade, and of course the titular Phantom of the Opera. Side note, the Phantom of the Opera is also one of the few musicals to have a sequel, a musical called Love Never Dies. But be warned, it does some of your favorite characters a little dirty. To be clear, this spot on my list is reserved only for the Phantom of the Opera itself, but it says, something that the, it says something about the legendary status of a Broadway musical for it to warrant a sequel. You'll likely never see a Dear Evan Hansen 2 or a Company 2, right? So, there's Assassins. There's Sweeney Todd. There's Into the Woods. There's Company. But for me, the absolute peak of the Broadway brainiac Stephen Sondheim is Merrily We Roll Along, my number two spot on this list. It's inspired by a play from the 30s, believe it or not. Um, and Sondheim kind of recreated it, dusted it off, added some new stuff, some new characters, and made it and added music, of course. Um, and it is amazing. The show follows three people from the late 70s to the late 50s. You heard me right. I did not screw that order up. It travels back in time. Because in the 70s, they all hate each other, and in the 50s, they're all friends. And you get to travel back in time To actually see their friendship unravel, I guess is the wrong word. You get to see it (laughs) re-ravel. You get to see them, and it's kind of depressing and sad. You see their lives, hopes, and very ambitions fall apart. It's so weird. I wrote the part Assassin's Avenue Q, Sweeney Todd, and Groundhog Day for being nihilistic and and cynical. But this show has got to be one of the most cynical and depressing concepts of any on this list. You literally get to watch their hopes and dreams be crushed in reverse. Um, and yet there's just something so fascinating, unique and depressing simultaneously watching a musical actually play out in reverse, getting to see what factors contributed to these best friends falling out. A fairly cliche storyline is rescued from mediocrity by this very cool storing storytelling concept. And I would say that, you know, it's a very much like, don't sell out, man, you're breaking up the group. Like that's kind of just the storyline. I believe that there's two playwrights, one writes music, one writes words, and one of them wants to sell, or work for this guy, and one of them's like, no, we want to write our own thing, man, you're selling out, and then it's like, you know, you've seen that story a million times, but this one is just so unique, and does some very cool things with it, and some wonderful musical numbers, particularly, I'm not huge on the hills of tomorrow, but it's a very haunting melody, because it ends, uh, actually never mind, I've said too much, I spoiled it, go listen to the soundtrack. Old Friends, Good Thing Going, and Our Time. Those two songs, especially, are tremendous. So the question now has to be what beats my favorite musical from my favorite musical maker? What beats The Phantom of the Opera, one of the most legendary musicals of all time? Well, what if I remind you that there is another musical giant to be reckoned with? I'm speaking about a little show called Les Miserables, my number one favorite musical what needs to be said here guys other than how the heck do you pronounce that name i've heard les miserables i've heard les miserables i've heard less miserables but i don't think that one's quite right regardless i also hear les Mis. so let's just say les Mis. one of the most enduring classics of the broadway stage if phantom of the opera is the king then les Mis is another king <laughs> How about that? The king and the queen, maybe, is a better allegory. But they are titans, and personally, I just have liked Lame Is a lot longer. I only saw Phantom of the Opera in, like, 2019, 18, and that's when I really got into it. I liked it before then, but I really, really got into it after that. Lame Is I've been a fan of since, uh, probably since the start of liking Broadway stuff in general, like, 2016. So I guess that's only, like, two more years, but still. It's an iconic story. I can't even really explain what the story is about because it, it follows this criminal who reforms, but it's also about this revolutionary violence in 1830s France. There's these protests going on, and there's also this... these. There's just so much. It's a love story. It's a war story. It's about faith. It's just so much packed into this neat little bow. It's so great. The characters are awesome. The storyline is so cool and l- powerful. And the music is amazing. It's another sung through a musical like Phantom of the Opera. But so much in here, man. Uh, I-, I don't even know where to begin. Drink With Me. Empty Chairs and Empty Tables. Heart Full of Love. One Day More. One Day Freaking More. That's like the icon of Broadway in general, that song. There is so much amazing amazing musical or music packed into this musical excuse me and on top of that it's an amazing plot with great characters i definitely recommend (sighs) i mean there is a movie i haven't really seen it i watched a little bit of it but apparently it's really bad from what i know it's maybe watch it just so you can get an idea of the plot because it it, you got you got to feel this one for yourself it's a terrific so that's my top 10 list the Spongebob Squarepants Musical, Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen, Sweeney Todd, Into the Woods, Company, Groundhog Day, Phantom of the Opera, Merrily We Roll Along, and finally, Les Miserables. So, from going through that, what are your favorite musicals? What are your favorites on my list? Do you like any on my list? <laughs> Do you even like any musicals, period? Do you think maybe I sold one short? Maybe someone out there is saying, Hey, where's West Side Story? That's a really famous one. You didn't even talk about it. Or maybe someone says, Hey, one of your honorable mentions like Avenue Q or something rotten deserved to be on there. I'm very interested in hearing what you guys have to say, as always. I know this is a very different topic than the ones we usually cover, but hopefully if you're a fan of musicals, um, you kind of get a sense and you kind of uh, identify what I'm talking about. (laughs) But yeah, you know, it does... My heart does go out, again, to all those people who were working in this industry and just got really screwed, man. I mean, there's no other easy way to say that. They got screwed. You guys, if you're listening to this, you got screwed. So I'm sorry. And this episode does go out to all of you. But yeah, you know, uh, let me know your favorite musicals. And heck, maybe let me know your favorite songs from these musicals. That might be a future top 10 one day. What are the best songs from musicals? Maybe there's a musical that I don't like, but i really like a song from. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I'll do a top 10 worst. (laughs) I've yet to do one of those. Oh, no. The worst Minecraft mobs. Or most frustrating. Whatever. Getting ahead of myself here. I'll probably just end up making more enemies if I do a top 10 worst list. And I think I'm already on thin ice with you guys for putting Hamilton at number 9. Behind Groundhog Day. (laughs) Anyway, though, thank you all for tuning in. Please listen to us. Continue listening to us, because you're obviously listening to me right now, if you're hearing me say this. Continue listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and the like. And follow our Instagram at Geeks Crossing. And join our Discord for more updates and more communication. Alright? This has been Matt from Geeks Crossing. And that is the end of my spiel today. So, seen, And I take my bow. <laughs>